Springfield, Missouri has one of the nation's highest gator populations. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. The Hammonds Tower, Springfield's ebony edifice. I don't know. Is, is there no darker tower in, in Springfield? You don't think the uh, Plaza Tower? Figuratively? Perhaps. <laughs> Literally, no. <laughs> Who knows what kind of stuff's gone down inside of Sun Villa, the, the big dorm over there that somehow looks like it's the same size as uh, Hammond's if you're looking at it from the correct vantage point. Hammond's Tower, that's kind of on theme for this week's episode, actually. Is it? Yeah. Because we eat some uh, ham, Mom. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you sounded like uh, <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> no, I was thinking Ed Sullivan. Oh, I'll take Tim Allen. He seems like a better person. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, they, said they both seem pretty bad, actually. <laughs> so we are recording this after next week's episode. Because we had a special guest whose schedule we needed to accommodate, and old Danny Boy is going to be out of town. Where are you going to be next weekend? Ooh, I'm going to be a couple places. At once? Yes, actually. It is an interstellar scenario. I I, I never saw that movie. (laughs) You just assume it's about (laughs) someone being in two places at once? Yeah, something like that. It's not about that. (laughs) uh, With time, and there's a black hole. It all seemed very smart. Um, (laughs) Well, next Thursday... Andy, uh-huh. I will be in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Kane's Ballroom enjoying a nice set by the music band Death Grips. More like Toklahoma. <laughs> You're really? <laughs> yes, but <laughs> more like Toklahoma. Am I right about those roads? Come on, guys. Yeah. You and I have a sordid history of driving through. It's not sordid. We just hate Oklahoma. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a bad state. I don't, I don't hate it as much as I used to, actually. Tulsa is a pretty quick drive, like much better drive than like a St. Louis. And if they can pull a incredible music act like Death Grips, then I, I you know, they're growing on me. Yeah, we've seen you and I have seen some big acts at the Canes Ballroom. Absolutely. together. We saw Jack White there. Mm-hmm. I saw I s- Run the Jewels at the Yeti next door. Nice. I saw Wilco play the the Canes at one point, which was very, very cool. It's way too small for them, but bands like to play there because it's just legendary venue. Now that does seem way too small. Anyway, we are both very cool um, and do <laughs> listen to cool music, uh, which brings me to Sunday, the day that we normally would record. I'll be seeing Open Mike Eagle in Kansas City. So I'm very excited for that. He's one of my favorite rappers favorite recording artists in general so that's awesome i mean messes everything up for me but, <laughs> it, know, it really does i'm yes. glad you get to go do something for fun <laughs> it's, it's forced <laughs> a lot of editing on you in one week and i am so thankful for you <laughs> oh that's not what i was i really don't care it's fun <laughs> i enjoy doing it it's not like i have anything else to do with my time <laughs> what am i gonna do so watch the third movie of the day or the first two Look who's talking one and two. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I saw the look on your face that said, look who's talking, but you didn't want to give that up. Yeah. So. We should have a podcast where we just talk about the look who's talking movies. <laughs> look who's talking about look who's talking. It's look who's talking. Look who's talking to and look who's talking now. I don't know. I honestly no, no, don't know. That, that's them. <laughs> How do you know this? Um, I watched the first two actually pretty recently within the last year. I think. Why? 
I don't know. Just nostalgia. I, I don't know. I think me and my girlfriend both have fond memories of those. And, I, you know, neither of the first two movies are that bad. The, well, the second one is bad. But uh, <laughs> are you nostalgic for a time when you were literally two separate cells and two separate people's bodies? <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. pretty sure these movies came up before <laughs> you were born is what I'm saying. No, no, I was nostalgic for being a baby and I like <laughs> oh. seeing them on screen. You were able to talk as a baby. Yes. Yeah. Like your grown person. <laughs> yes. You're nostalgic for that time when you were special. <laughs> now, and now you're not. I don't know if you know this, Andy. <laughs> they don't actually talk. Oh. It's just a you just hear Did their you see thoughts. my body fall when I found that out. <laughs> so, oh, really? <laughs> seems so sad <laughs> yeah no this is not a super genius or a baby geniuses type scenario you know there's two kinds of people in this world look who's talking to people and baby geniuses people <laughs> i mean neither i mean not a person <laughs> so that seems like a natural place to segue into our restaurant for this week crosstown barbecue mm. Normally, I write the bio segments on my own, do all the research, but the first place I looked for Crosstown, thankfully, was the Crosstown website. It had a great full history of the restaurant. I couldn't have done a better job than they did, and part of it is they're not using an objective voice. <laughs> not that I use a purely <laughs> objective voice, but it delves into some subject matter that I might not have felt the most comfortable talking about myself, just meaning that it's very much biased in Crosstown's favor in certain ways. <laughs> we just don't normally encounter uh, awesome bios yeah. like this of restaurants that we do. I want to credit the person who wrote it, but it's not listed on the Crosstown website. So I'm sorry. We don't know who wrote it, but it's on there. I did change a couple pronouns to proper nouns here and there just to make it flow a little bit better. But other than that, it's exactly the text that appears on the site. Only performed by Dan and <laughs> me. Springfield's two most illustrious <laughs> uncles. <laughs> uncles. <laughs> Jesse Edward Williams was born in Sicily Island, Louisiana in 1921, one of five sons and daughters of Willie and Mary Williams. The school system for blacks in Louisiana in those days only went to the eighth grade, so his parents sent 16-year-old Jesse to Kansas City, Missouri to attend high school, where his older brothers had also gone. After graduation, he attended college for two years until 1943 when he was drafted by the U.S. Army, serving in the cavalry. He was honorably discharged in 1946 and returned to Kansas City, where he met Gloria Smith. They married in 1947. Jesse worked as a construction laborer. He was a hardworking, proud man who demanded respect from others. Being a black man in the 1940s, many times he did not receive that respect and would lash back and to be fired by his white bosses. Gloria convinced him to tolerate the abuse for the sake of his family, and Jesse did, long enough to buy a small dump truck and go into business for himself. He began hauling dirt, rocks, etc., six to seven days a week. By 1951, he had saved enough money to make a down payment on a tandem dump truck, which could carry heavier loads that would earn him more money. Even though his payments were uncommonly high, Jesse never missed one. With his new truck, he was making twice what most whites were in the same business. Then, pressured by the union, the construction contractors stopped hiring Jesse all over Kansas City. Jesse worked out of town for many years, driving his dump truck to Kansas, Nebraska, and South Dakota, staying for a week to get work and take care of his family. 
Jesse then started an excavating company in 1960. It was at that time that he met a man, Ennis Axtell, who changed his life. Mr. Axtell gave Jesse a contract to dig every basement and subdivision in Grandview, Missouri, and also every 7-Eleven store. Overwhelmed, Jesse accepted the proposal. Mr. Axtell was a vital part to the success of the Williams family. Jesse continued excavating until it became too demanding on his home life and his health. Told to slow down, he bought a small mattress factory in 1966. He operated that until a friend told him of a restaurant in Springfield that was on the market. Something told Jesse to take that new opportunity. Grant and Josephine Pascal had built Pascal's Smokehouse in 1960 on the site of an old car wash. Tired of running the business and after several renters, the Pascals leased the building to Jesse for $100 a month in February 1970. Jesse immediately opened up Crosstown Barbecue. He said the first week in business he made a whole $26, but after a year his product and the business caught on. Jesse commuted from Kansas City to Springfield weekly for many years. He couldn't find a nice place to rent or buy because of the color of his skin. He would work at the restaurant Tuesday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Then he would drive back to Kansas City, arriving about 1.30 Sunday morning. Gloria would be waiting for him with a steak dinner and bath water in the tub. The kids would wait up too, fighting over the leftover T-bone. During the week, Jesse slept in the back storage room of the restaurant, a 5x7 space between the bottle cooler and the hot water heater. He had a rollaway bed he opened at closing time, and for showers during the week, he would go to the YMCA or to Drury College because Big Joe Duncan was the janitor and would let him in the boys' locker room. Sometimes he would take cold showers behind the restaurant. Jesse and Gloria talked about moving to Springfield many times, but never did. However, Jesse's son Steve moved to Springfield in 1980 to attend Drury College. He worked with Jesse at Crosstown whenever he wasn't studying, Then, in 1983, Jesse was diagnosed with prostate cancer and returned to Kansas City. Steve's older brother, Fred, came to Springfield to run the business while Jesse was sick. He stayed a year until Steve graduated from Drury in May 1984. Two days later, at the age of 20, Steve took full responsibility of restaurant operations. Fred left for Dallas, Texas and got married. Jesse had surgery in 1984 and recovered quite well, but decided to semi-retire. He would still drive down to Springfield every Friday, work the weekends with Steve, and return home every Saturday night with, quote-unquote, all the money. He finally fully retired in 1987. Jesse Williams died in 1997, but Steve continued with the business, even while returning to Drury to earn a master's degree in education like Andy. Brother Jesse Jr. came to Springfield in 1986 to assist in operations and continues to do so. Brother Fred returned to the business in 1994, staying until 1998 when he moved to Arizona. Today, after 35 years, Steve Williams still runs the place. He has four children who someday might take over the family business. The Crosstown Barbecue Legacy continues.
Dan, had you been to Crosstown prior to your meal slash meals with a Z this week? Andy. Uh-huh. I had never, ever been to Crosstown Barbecue before. I am not surprised because it is a little bit out of the way, and I feel like the secret's not really out on that place. I've certainly seen the commercial. Oh, is uh, there a commercial? There's a commercial. I'm surprised it it was not incorporated into the bio, actually. I didn't know it existed. Um, I don't yeah, watch, I believe there's a jingle. You don't own a TV. Though. Oh, you're you going to Crosstown. <laughs> is that it? Yes. It's a fresh idea. <laughs> Cross town. Brisket makes barbecue. it fun to be a kid for a while. <laughs> That's it, right? Yes. That's the one? <laughs> yes. But yes, I, I've always known of it. I guess I never really even knew where it was. Oh, yeah. But you'd I, miss it. You could miss it if you drove by absolutely, it. Absolutely. It's nondescript, yeah. as they say. Yeah. I, I mean, it's very close to that main road there, but it is certainly kind of off and in a very residential area. I had been there probably a few dozen times over the last 10 15 years it's fairly close to where my dad works and if i had an opportunity to you know meet my dad for lunch during his lunch hour which happened more during college when i had more than 25 minutes to shove a salad down my throat (laughs) during my lunch (laughs) i would go meet him there that was one of his favorite places to go and sometimes i would meet his cousin as well they it's one of their mutual favorite places big joe car yeah, big Joe Carr. <laughs> oh, you've met him? <laughs> Actually, we've talked about having that cousin on the podcast, meaning my dad and I have talked about it because he's a food person with lots of great food stories and is a uh, pr- published writer uh, about oh. uh, food and hunting specifically. Oh. So at some point, we might have him on. Amazing storyteller. Anyway. <laughs> is he Gary Paulson, writer of the hey, Hatchet series? We don't. That's not public information. <laughs> but yes, I guess it is now. My my dad's cousin. Is that my first cousin? <laughs> yes. Is Gary Paulson. <laughs> yes. Author of Hatchet, Brian's Winter, and those two other ones. <laughs> the other Hatchet books. The book that was so popular that... They had to imagine a different ending in order to give it a sequel. Rehatch it. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Rehatch it. I love that very much. <laughs> anyway, so I'd been there many times, and that is going to be especially pertinent to what I have to say during this episode, as we'll see. So let's get into our visits. How many times did you go? I went only one time, but not for lack of trying. Oh, I almost went today or I had the inclination to go today, but they were closed. It's only been a few days since our last record, and I guess I could have eaten it before our last record, but didn't have a whole lot of time on this one. Yeah, we we did only have three days as opposed to the six that we normally have. So, but I certainly got my fill at the one (laughs) visit. What about yourself? I did wind up going twice. I had intended only to go once, but something happened during my first visit. As is the norm. (laughs) Something happened during my first visit that basically required me to go back. Yep. Usually when you go in, Steve will be there. Steve is the original owner's son who runs the place now, and he is one of the friendliest people (laughs) you will ever meet. Was he there when you went? Yes, he was. I called in my order. I believe he uh, answered my call. And then they do have a very tiny drive-through uh-huh. in the back that I picked it up through. But it was actually a lady who 
ended up giving me my food. Sure. That lady has been there the entire time uh, that I've been going. <laughs> the last time I'd been to the Crosstown building, I just went through the drive-thru to get a gift card for some friends who were getting married. I think I talked about Adam and Alma's wedding Oh yeah, on here. And Steve was running the drive-thru, and while somebody else was writing up the gift card, he just like hung half his body out the drive-thru and just said, how you doing, man? How's your day going? I'm just talking. But that's how it always is. He goes and he just talks to people at their tables, makes sure everybody's having a good time. You know, he also prepares food and stuff too. Like he's very involved. The restaurant is right in the middle of the neighborhood. So you can tell it's kind of a communal experience for him. It's really cool. So my first visit to Crosstown this week I made on a Wednesday afternoon following one of my patented starvation work days <laughs> this was immediately before we recorded next week's episode Ooh, time loop. <laughs> so i had two pounds of barbecue in my <laughs> stomach as we were recording <laughs> i gotta say was not comfortable that evening <laughs> i overate we'll get you're to a that. little sluggish <laughs> when i arrived i was ravenous there were no other customers and just one dude was working this dude was not steve he was sitting at the bar going through some papers. I intended to eat there and, you know, take in the atmosphere as I do. But when I saw the situation, I decided it might be better to just take my food home rather than have this one man observe me frantically wiping sauce off my fingers <laughs> so, so that I could type. take notes into my phone. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I ordered the Big Papa to go, which is a massive combo featuring brisket, ribs, a hot link, and two sides. I selected onion rings and pit beans. I know that you like it when they call you Big Papa. So mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> I did get to. You're not pronouncing that exactly right. He does <laughs> put a little break between the two syllables of Papa. Just it's very small. It's kind of <laughs> like the Pabst Blue Ribbon thing. We just it's almost imperceptible, but there's like just a little bit of a a space. It's pop. <laughs> okay it's in there they should change that on the menu make it reflect okay (laughs) i did get to enjoy the atmosphere (laughs) while the man working prepared my meal i know his name and i'm not mentioning it for reasons we'll get to here in a little bit not any it's nothing bad there are maroon walls there's floor tiling that used to be white Uh, the ceiling has lots of water damage Uh, the smoker is right there behind the counter right it's built into a brick wall they may it may be what they used to use because there is like a full smoker out back of the building they still use it andy i so i did get a chance to go inside nice because my card required me to come inside the building for some reason (laughs) i don't know why He's got that American Express black card. But Steve was stoking the fire immediately behind the register Uh there. And the smell emitting from that was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I could have stood in front of that cash register and just like taken toothpicks and whiffed that all day. Yep. I took a picture of the smoker just right there behind the register. That's a something about cross town is that it smells like smoke when you're there it's great it smells authentic it smells real like you're really in the place where this is happening three hours later when you're on the couch and you still smell like barbecue <laughs> it's maybe not my favorite but that smell carries <laughs> like it does. It, it, the takeout box emitted it in in my home mm-hmm and I can't imagine being in the residential area that that building is parked in the middle of because they must smell it all the time. And uh-huh. I can't. I don't know if it's miserable 
or like a heaven-like state like nirvana i I imagine it's neither of those i bet (sighs) it's in between i bet you don't even smell it anymore (laughs) which i feel bad for them oh my goodness (laughs) they get to appreciate it they get easy access to it it's true yeah so it does indeed i'm not gonna use the word reek but smells strongly (laughs) of smoke it doesn't reek reek is negative yeah Three walls in the seating area are covered with framed photos of the family and also newspaper articles. Some about the restaurant, others about family members' accomplishments, graduations, and sports stuff. There's plaques and awards. This place has so much character, and it's clear there's just a lot of love and heart that goes into running it. And that just goes along with Steve being so friendly. I I didn't get to see him. He was not there either time that I went, which is very sad. I think it was the first time I've ever been there that he wasn't there. Yeah, I just basically heard his voice mm-hmm. on the phone and through the drive-through speaker. But uh, whenever I pulled up to the drive-through speaker, he made sure to like let me know how much longer it was going uh-huh. to be on it. Which it, you know, it, it's a very limited interaction with yeah. him. But very kind. When I got my food, I immediately noticed and intensely appreciated Crosstown's takeout technique. He had crammed the huge order into your standard, you know, styrofoam box mm-hmm. with the the two smaller. Uh, divots, whatever openings, <laughs> compartments, compartments, and the one big one. But then, you know, he closed it and then fully wrapped it with tin foil. Oh, okay. Did you do that with yours? No. Okay, it's a pro move. I mean, I had a three different types of meat in there, and if you're getting takeout, it's important. Mine were sandwiches and fries, though, oh, yeah. so that can be maybe an over little different there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, he didn't know that we had our Rachel Ray bags. How could he? He couldn't have. <laughs> So I'm going to start with my ribs. Please. Here's one of them. (laughs) Make a woman. (laughs) (laughs) These ribs are huge. Stop trying to be God. (laughs) (laughs) Trying. (laughs) I don't mean to. Guys, I'm not God. (laughs) We can't put this in. I was just (laughs) referencing the Travis Scott song. (laughs) Oh, it's. These ribs are so big. I don't think I've seen a bigger rib anywhere else. They were a little dry without the barbecue sauce, but with the sauce, they're pretty great. There's a lot of textural variation across the rib because there's so much rib on there. The closer you got to the joint, the fattier they were, but toward the other end, it was almost entirely meat. Not quite as juicy as I like generally, but still had that great, real smoky flavor. Very tasty. Andy, that's cool to hear how big they are you can get them a la carte for 250 and i almost did and that makes me really regret not just grabbing one yeah because that sounds awesome uh, i would i would recommend it if you go back in the future brisket this is where crosstown truly shines the brisket is chopped into thin slices the edges are charred to a crisp but the inner areas of the slices are just perfect and juicy succulent how was the one smell might say like brisket mm-hmm. smelled like brisket good dan the brisket this trip was fairly lean but it's been fattier in the past today's only had little pockets of fat which i think is ideal get some brisket and a little white bread on the fork dip it in the spicy sauce it doesn't get much better it's <sighs> just really fantastic andy i'll go ahead and get into the brisket portion i wish you would sir of my sir <laughs> yes, i please started with son started with son <laughs> Switch to sir, then <laughs> abandoned ship. <laughs> yeah. Andy, I went with 
the menu item closest to my namesake, mm. the boss. <laughs> now, you didn't have to do the dedict here. There are a few things with the word crosstown in the name, but there's nothing that just is called the crosstown. Yeah, or the crosstown barbecue yeah. is what I was looking for. I did examine all of those items, and they all looked awesome. Mm-hmm. I almost went for one in a pseudo exercise of the dedict. We but. should say this is a hard place to choose because <laughs> it's kind of an extensive menu and all mm-hmm. of it sounds awesome. Yeah. It is one of those menus where it's a few things and then it's a mix of those and kind of prepared a little differently, served on bread, served with X, but it just all looks so they awesome. They put some X on there? <laughs> <laughs> the boss. Our smoked beef brisket topped with bacon, onion rings, with ranch, and barbecue sauce. Andy. I chose wrong. (laughs) You did. (laughs) The takeout, while they didn't wrap mine in tinfoil, was still excellent. They actually didn't put the ranch or the barbecue sauce on there. They put it in two separate cups. That's what's up. And they also left the onion rings and slices of the bacon off the sandwich proper, so you could kind of prepare it yourself. Andy, this brisket, you described it so perfectly as you do so many things. However, what you did not do... I winked at Dan or something. <laughs> what was that? It was not exactly a wink. It was a weird look. <laughs> it was like a Rihanna wink. Ooh, I like that. Sure. Uh, she, she can't wink. Look it up, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> That's awesome. This brisket was delicious. But... You didn't say anything about any ranch dressing and barbecue no. sauce on yours that I, I I don't remember anything about that. I also don't I, remember any crispy onion rings being on yours. I will. It's not. I, um, I tried both the sauces and I ordered onion rings. Objection, your honor. <laughs> <laughs> this sandwich was so good. It You know, the the onion rings on there is something that I've had at like an Oklahoma Joe's. I think they have their uh, whatever that sandwich is called. They're kind of famous for I love the Oklahoma onion rings Joe's. on there. I love onion rings on a sandwich. Kansas City Joe's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What What is up with that? I don't like it. We can litigate this later. <laughs> your honor. Um, the bacon, Andy. I've never had a brisket sandwich with bacon on there. And I didn't expect much out of their bacon, but like all of their other meats, it is such a high quality. It was so smoky, Andy. Mm -hmm. My mind was blown by this sandwich, the soft, soft bun, the crispy onion rings and crispy bacon. How soft was the bun, Dan? (laughs) It was baby soft. (laughs) I don't know what else to say about this. I'm going, I'm into shock just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Back to mine. Yes, please. I also had a hot link. This was a half split spicy sausage. Tough on the outside, soft on the inside with lots of flavor. There's real lingering heat to the hot link. Not crazy intense, but a nice mild burn. Some kind of pepper seed rolled into the sausage, I think. The hot link had great texture. With the bad sausage, the casing is going to take a lot longer to chew than the meat inside. So you're just kind of left with that casing in your mouth after everything else has been swallowed. You know this sensation? This casing provided toughness to the bite, but chewed up at the same rate as the meat, which I got to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about literally how sausage is made, (laughs) but they do a great job across town for sure. 
Andy, I'm not a big Hot Link fan, but I'll get into my uh, extracurricular. So you don't uh, spend a lot of time looking at Zelda DeviantArt? <laughs> oh my goodness, Andy, please. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Pit beans. <laughs> I believe these were pinto beans cooked with pork and a kind of syrupy broth. They had a tinge of sweetness, and they were also a little spicy. These aren't my favorite beans by any means, but <laughs> I'd eat them over other things. <laughs> and that brings me to the onion rings. <laughs> that, was, that was not planned. So, unfortunately, when I got home, I realized that the onion rings I ordered hadn't made the trip. Ooh. At first, I thought maybe I'd forgotten to order them. So I called up to make sure, and he already knew when I called what I was talking about. Uh, he was really apologetic, gave me his name, uh, told me to come by again soon, and he'd set me up. Now, I just straight up didn't get one of the two sides that was included in my $16 meal, Sure, <laughs> which I get it. It happens. It's fine. I did hear the onion rings get dropped into the fryer, mm -hmm. uh, so I know that they were cooked. He just, he just forgot. It happens. However, I did go back, and he was not working, nor was Steve. It was two mm. people that I didn't know, and they were very busy, so I just decided not even to worry about it. Sure. Let's talk about the sauce real quick. I feel like barbecue sauce is uh, perhaps uh, maybe not the most important thing, but one of the most important elements of good barbecue. Do you have feelings about the barbecue sauces? I only got the chance to try one of them. I didn't go for the spicy, but I feel like the mild had quite a bit of kick to mm -hmm. it. This is definitely the type of barbecue sauce that I really, really like. It had a nice vinegary bite mm -hmm. to it. I think barbecue sauce might be my favorite condiment. It, wow. Uh, mustard yeah. or barbecue sauce. Um, I, I also like the mix of them. Do you include water as a condiment? I know you just <laughs> like to dip sandwiches in water. Well, that's just so I can get them down quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thin, tangy, peppery, unlike other sauces in town. Yeah. I don't think there's any corn syrup in here. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of that store-bought barbecue sauce you get is basically just corn syrup or high fructose corn syrup in disguise. Yeah, it's not It's not super sweet. No, it's not. The, the spicy sauce is uh, a slightly spicier iteration of the regular sauce, but it's really not that much more intense. Both of them are tasty. I ran out before I'd finished and had to switch to some Trader Joe's sauce I had in the fridge. It just paled in comparison. It wasn't even close to as good. Yeah, it's disgusting. So I'd say that the flavor of the Crosstown sauce is maybe simpler by comparison. It's just probably just a few ingredients, but I would much prefer that. And you, you know, said you got the mild one? I got both. Now, the second time I went, I got something that was ostensibly a sandwich. I ordered the coolie, which is smoked chopped pork topped with melted cheddar cheese and fresh coleslaw. I'm not sure, Dan, but I think this sandwich might be named for the movie Cooley High. Oh. Have you seen Cooley High? No, I, I don't know of that. It's this coming-of-age movie from 1975 about two high school-age black boys basically just living their lives. Uh, one of the boys is a playwright or an aspiring playwright, and the other is a basketball star. They're best friends, and the movie is mostly about them just talking and hanging out and messing around. Uh, they skip a day of school and basically go on a series of just everyday adventures. I mean, fun stuff happens. It's not boring. Sure. But they're mainly, you're mainly just spending time with them, and that's hmm. the movie. 
It's very episodic. It just kind of moves from one event or incident to the next without much connective material. It's light and fast and has a tone unlike any other movie I know of, really. Sounds good. It's got this like summer sunset warmth to it. It's kind of hard to explain. Like you need to see it. It's got great music. Music that I used in our bio oh, while it was okay. playing off mic. You asked me what that was. <laughs> Two of those songs, instrumental ones, are uh, songs from the Cooley High Score. Yeah, I really like. They're those. so good. I mean, the music the music really matches the tone of the movie too. I think you in particular would really like this movie, Dan. You know, I chose Crosstown Traffic. I remember did, hearing yeah. that for the first time in SWAT. The, oh, uh, wow. I believe two thousand four Zack Snyder film. Is it a Zack yeah. Snyder film? I had no clue. There's a sequence where they play that, and I was, I was like, I've never heard this Jimi Hendrix song before, and I loved it. I mm-hmm. like, I have some weird adoration for that movie it, because of that song. The song rules. It's I, so good. I saw the movie. That was like the summer of movies for me. I was able to drive. Uh, it might have been the first year. Yeah, I think it was a f- maybe the first or second summer I was able to drive. So that was one of the many PG-13 movies <laughs> that I was able to go see at the Campbell 16 that summer. Cooley High, I need to say, does take a surprising turn at the end that I won't spoil for anybody, but it's just a really special movie. Certainly good enough to name a sandwich after. If that was, in fact, why Crosstown gave their sandwich the name The Cooley, you're it sure may, it, it may not be. Nothing to do with The Cooler, the William H. Macy movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm fairly certain. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. I'm going to have to bleep part of what I'm about to say out, <laughs> but a family friend. We always do a movie roundup at the end of the year, and his note on the William H. Mason. Is that a David Mamet movie? Oh, geez. I, I don't know. Is. His re- a capsule review was, if you like cool, free jazz and William H. Macy, this is the movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, but I like one of those things. So, mm, the coolie <laughs> is a sandwich in name only. I listed the ingredients 10 minutes ago. Sure. You can go back and listen. <laughs> but they were all stacked up uh, between the bun. And this is just a big gooey mess, Dan. And I mean that with complete affection. Oh, my goodness. This is not a sandwich. You can't pick it up in your hands. <laughs> I feel like that disqualifies you, uh, at least in the nomenclature. It's a fork dish. I ate it with a fork. Loved every bite of eating it with a fork. It is kind of mush food. I know I complain about that at other places sometimes, but here it's just a bunch of tasty stuff altogether. That coleslaw. Mm-hmm. I, it, I very much regret not trying it. Underneath the cheese or mixed with the cheese, the coleslaw is just texture. It doesn't have a lot of flavor on its own, sure. but it just adds this texture to go along with the chopped pork. They don't do pulled pork across town. I feel like just that's your chopping. standard barbecue mm. item. They just have chopped pork. Wow. Yeah. A couple of the pieces of pork did have a little gristle, had a little chewiness, had to pull some stuff out of my mouth, you know, but that does happen just about any barbecue place. And I feel like it happens at places that don't just serve you the factory meat, you know. So I I, I thought this was great. Now, Dan, did you get anything else during your trip? I did not get anything else, Andy, but of course, my beautiful, lovely bride-to-be someday if we get engaged (laughs) (laughs) i was about to (laughs) congratulate you you know it's so funny technically everybody is a bride to be if you haven't married them yet so i mean you are uh i am (laughs) yes absolutely we're the brides (laughs) springfield's brides (laughs) (laughs) you love springfield's brides (laughs) 
Andy, uh-huh. my beautiful, bodacious girlfriend, <laughs> the lovely, sinister, name removed. <laughs> sinister? <laughs> yeah. I can kind of see it. She's a Bagul, that demon from the movie Sinister. <laughs> I ran into Dime Piece uh, maybe two weeks ago. I don't know if she told you that or if I did, but I had, I, had, I don't know her. <laughs> I had nothing to say. Hey. It's like, hey, uh, I hang out with your boyfriend a lot. Basically, all you know is she's a babe. <laughs> sure. Just say that. Yeah, that's it. That's what she wants to hear. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, would be, hi, you're a babe? <laughs> I'm sure that's uh, the right thing I to say when you well. go up to a person you sort of know at a party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the bond of podcast co-hosts goes <laughs> way further than any than, some other random Than knowing each here. other's girlfriends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, she had the KC meltdown. Ooh, that was on my list of ones to potentially get. Oh my goodness, Andy. This somehow surpassed the greatness of the sandwich I had. This is an exciting combination of two meats. (laughs) Oh, this is the menu. It's like, whoa, Dan, getting a little flowery. (laughs) No, no, I read it straight from the menu, bro. (laughs) An exciting combination of two of our smoked meats. That would include beef, ham, turkey, or hot link sausage, topped with melted cheddar cheese, mm. served, of course, in a side cup as to not wet the sandwich for the ride. Served on a bun. Sliced jalapeno peppers, optional. She did not go for the jalapenos. I would venture to say that I would have. Certainly, I would have. Do you want to guess what two meats she went with, Andy? turkey yes well i wasn't paying attention to the rest so i don't know hot link sausage andy nice sliced about as thin as the turkey or the brisket was this was such a delicious combination with that cheddar cheese this sandwich blew my mind i'm not a fan of hot link sausages normally but much like the rib i think every subsequent visit to this place will come with an order of one side rib and one side hot link sausage. Just a de facto $5 that I will be giving to them for now on. Maybe if they could like start a Patreon that I could just auto donate that and then pick <laughs> one up every month. So both it, those sam- oh. it was incredible. <laughs> oh, glad we got that in there. So all three sandwiches that were mentioned so far during this podcast. I don't know why I said so far. Those are the only three we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> they came with fries. I went back again basically to try the fries because I love Crosstown fries. However, on this trip, they were not done cooking. They were undercooked. Ooh. Now, Steve wasn't there. I think that might have been why they were also very busy. But I bit into the fry, and the inside was cold really, and firm. It was not done cooking. Now, Crosstown is a place that does not season their fries. They leave that to you mm-hmm. to determine how much salt or pepper you want to put sure. on there, which is fine. So I was eating unseasoned, half-cooked potatoes. It was very disappointing. Now, I'm, I feel very conflicted about this because I have never had that happen before. So I went twice, and there were issues both times, one with not getting what I ordered, and the other with my fries being undercooked. 
and the woman that works there didn't really want to mention it <laughs> to her. Felt bad. <laughs> I could have said something, sure. probably. I just opted not to. Also, I had another movie to get to, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. So I, I'm, I don't know whether to hold it against them or not. Probably not, since I do have this long history. I just will say that this time was particularly disappointing, and I have a feeling that if Steve had been there, it wouldn't have been disappointing. I almost had the opposite problem with my fries. Yeah. They were pretty soggy, but I almost think that may have had more to do with the takeout container steam being trapped in there. Um, it's not super far away from my house, but yeah. maybe far enough to get them a little sogged up, but certainly not underdone. Yeah. I don't love an unseasoned fry. I like you to just season dump it, them. Dump the season yeah, on yeah there. just give it to me. Take the lid off. Pour the entire <laughs> uh, bottle of seasoning. <laughs> my biggest problem with these fries, which one thing that can definitely go for them is they are definitely homemade. You uh-huh. can tell oh, whenever 100%. you look at them, they are made right there Somebody in the kitchen. Somebody cut those this morning. It's a 75 cent upgrade for the fries. Yeah. And the same upgrade is available for those onion rings, mm-hmm. Andy. And they are incredible. It is a tragedy that you did not get. I know. These onion rings this I week. Know. I debated whether or not to order a side of onion rings to go with my ridiculous messy sandwich and fries, but the idea of eating two different fried items right before going to sit in a theater for a few hours, yeah, not good. <laughs> this this was my only experience with the fries, and I have heard good things about them in the past, but if they're the same price to upgrade for onion rings, I'm going onion rings every time, asterisks in the future, baby. <laughs> 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 I love the idea of seeing an asterisk in a book, going to the bottom of the page and saying, in the future, comma, baby. Or in the future, period, baby. Either one. Very funny. <laughs> Write that book down. <laughs> Unfortunately, it be a one-page book. Yeah, so it's going to have that joke. <laughs> so, Dan, how many... I'm, I almost said how many crosstown barbecues. <laughs> yeah, let's rate this out of crosstown barbecues. <laughs> yes, you want to? <laughs> yeah, Why absolutely. Not? It's as good as anything. <laughs> how many crosstown barbecues would you rate crosstown barbecue <laughs> out of five? Andy, I think save for the fries, which who knows if this is the optimal, even how the fries are normally presented. This is perfect. It, it's so, so good. Me and my girlfriend remarked to each other that we didn't realize you could get barbecue this good in Springfield. Oh, this wow. seems like the level of barbecue that you would need to like travel to Kansas City or somewhere else for. I'm in love with it. I think in the future, this is going to be a five-star place for me because mm-hmm. it is very close to my house, and I will be visiting there many times in the coming years uh, until it eventually leads to my early death. I'm going to go 4.5, wow. but with, with a potential to rise to a five that will most certainly be met. <laughs> wow, man. That's great. I'm so happy that you discovered a place via this show. It's crazy. I'm going to incorporate into your life. We both felt sad, honestly, that we had not like tried this before and like realized this was here. So, yeah, good. I mean, you could have died even earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been shaving <laughs> off years all this time. <laughs> i think they're a little expensive that's one thing um my last experience was not great 
It is a little dingy in there in a good way. It's got a lot of character, but I could see somebody going in there and being put off by that, though I'm certainly not. I think I'm going to go with a four for Crosstown. <laughs> respectable, a four. Not as respectable as what I gave them. For the you record. You know what? This is better than respectable. <laughs> I, th- I feel like a four is a strong recommendation. People should go yeah. and try it. Yeah. The Crosstown is excellent. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic, Iconic Northside Eatery <laughs> Crosstown Barbecue receives a 4.5 and a 4 from moderately popular, at best, podcast Spring Food Mo. <laughs> I'm Tom Brokaw <laughs> after having vocal node surgery. <laughs> Signing off. And I'm Tom Turton here with the weather. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> you know, I really like Crosstown Barbecue, though, and I just, at some points, you know, Find myself thinking to myself. I want cross town. I want cross town. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I did that in the 20 minutes before you arrived. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Time for America's favorite segment or something. <laughs> what you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? Dan, I had a highly eventful day yesterday. It's been a really busy weekend, just generally until today when I only had to record this stupid show. (laughs) (laughs) I went to Rated SGF, the local film festival that is put on uh, every year starting last year. (laughs) This was the second (laughs) one. Uh, Lindsay and I went to a couple of the screenings last year and really enjoyed it. They showed A Ghost Story, which was my favorite movie of 2017. They showed that in the 2018 version. Oh. And the director, David Lowry, was there. We actually got to meet him and talk to him, which was really cool. And did a Q- he did a Q&A after the movie, and it was awesome. So That's awesome. Whenever the tickets for this year's iteration of the festival went up for sale, I bought one the moment that I was able to for the entire festival. Nice. And I went to the entire festival except for a couple workshops that happened on Friday while I was at work, oh. which was frustrating because one of them was a guy I sort of know who moved to LA and like directs music videos and edits music videos. His name's Brooke Linder. Do, do you know him? I feel like I have. Yeah. I feel like I do. Gregarious gentleman. When I say I know him, I don't know him well. Like we were at this, we probably were at the same party a dozen times <laughs> 10 years ago. Sure. You know, and had conversations about probably movies, if I had to guess. But anyway, I talked to him just a little bit this weekend. I I think he was humoring me. I wonder if he knows Hype Williams. Yeah, probably. (laughs) You know what he said? (laughs) What? Uh, WRT Hype Williams said, don't believe the hype. (laughs) He's a liar. (laughs) So Friday night, they showed six short films. Two of them were directed by uh, Brooke Lender. And those ones were pretty interesting because they were both less than two minutes long and featured ch- former child stars. Hmm. So it was a kid from The Sandlot and a kid from Free Willy, respectively. Oh, okay. Just single scenes where you kind of had to... He talked about he wanted to tell a full story with just one scene. And I got to say, I was pretty skeptical and cynical about that gimmick. And I watched and I was like, oh, these work. These are, <laughs> oh, come on, man. 
how did you do this? These are really good. I was like mad that they were so good. And if only you can figure <laughs> out some way to like work Doritos in there. We can get this on the air <laughs> on TV. <laughs> Uh, there were two other ones, one by a group of kids from MSU that had a scene shot at a College Street Diner. That was kind of a cool conspiracy theory about synthetic humans and stuff. It was really cool. I believe that one was called Dust. If not, I'll go back and put it put the right name in. <laughs> anyway, you can look all that up online. That was really cool. On Saturday, though, Saturday's the day I really want to talk about. Woke up, finished the bio section for Crosstown, went for a nice... Crushed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your words, not mine. Yeah, I don't know. I give this one like a three. Out of five. No, I don't know. Went for a nice long run to prepare for the eating. Then I went to the first screening, which was a a, a short documentary called "Period End of Sentence." It won the Oscar for best short. Yeah, this that. year, and it's on Netflix now. It's about a social revolution happening in India in regards to women's health, and it's a serious movie, but also has a surprising lightness. It's really sweet and fun, and ultimately very moving. I highly recommend it. 26 minutes of your time hmm. it's it's really good that it's sounds really great good. and like it showed at the fox theater and on the square in springfield like it's really special that this this happens here i didn't realize there was an actual screen yeah. in there until oh, yeah. i saw you post it so now i want to talk about my lunch which it is what you eaten after all Let me yeah tell you what, what, what i was eating yeah <laughs> <laughs> i could have used my rated sgf pass to go get 20% off at Best of Luck Beer Hall Ooh. or 10% off at Druff's. I chose to go to the rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> I'd been there dozens, plural, of yeah. times before in college because, you know, very, very That's cheap. That's an old hang for you. Tons of food. You basically eat three pounds of food and then inexplicably are hungry three hours <laughs> later. Like, I, it scientifically, it doesn't make much sense to me. I had never had general chicken there, I don't think. Because back when I would go, I would always get half cashew half sweet and sour they sure. do that for you you know mix it up and now you're in the general chicken phase of your life for sure and i hope to not ever be out of it <laughs> until i burn the entirety of my stomach lining which is the thing that happens right from too yeah. much general chicken <laughs> yeah, for sure especially since it's almost always not hot i ordered it extra spicy i took the first bite and I knew I was in for it. Nice. <laughs> you and I have kind of talked a few times lately about how when you order something extra spicy, it doesn't even really mean anything. Yep. You're kind of at the mercy of whoever's cooking Absolutely. and what their opinion of what <laughs> yeah. extra spicy is. And it's never been too hot for me to handle. Sure. And there's it varies from not being spicy at all to being pretty spicy, but still manageable for the you know average tongue. <laughs> the average tongue. <laughs> That's what we should have called this podcast. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> this one burned. <laughs> I took a second to buy it and immediately, this is this is the truth. I started burping like Robert Durst. Oh man. It was so spicy. I started sweating too. I could feel the pores on my head like opening up and getting ready to gush. <laughs> this has never happened to me before. Not even when we recorded that Hot Clockers podcast. I was trying the scully sauces. I took a moment to recover. You know, it was like straightening my body out. Oh, my goodness. Getting all ready to go. Preparing for more. I was able to stifle the burping. Uh, it was only like two or three burps. You know, it wasn't sure. uh, a long string that I couldn't keep under control. And I kept going. And as I did, it got easier. There were probably 12 pieces of chicken. And I was cutting each piece into three smaller pieces. After sweating through about a third of the meal, something almost like a runner's high set in. The pain didn't go away, but I stopped caring about it. And then 
started to enjoy it. Nice. Like really, truly experiencing pleasure from the intense heat. Once I finished that middle third, however, it stopped being <laughs> pleasurable. It started to really hurt, and I gave up. Like I just left the remaining chicken. I was like, I, I'm not going to make myself eat this later, you know. And I don't generally, you you yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't generally waste food, but I left it. Maybe I should have given it to a doggy. <laughs> no, that would have been bad. No, <laughs> I think that would actually be immoral. More immoral, yeah. <laughs> Dan, this chicken was so hot that it derailed my plan for the day. I hobbled out of there. Um, I had some time before the next movie. It was like two hours between each one. And I, I had planned to stop by and see a couple friends who work at downtown businesses in the interim. But instead, I had to drive home and clean myself up <laughs> before the next movie. It was nuts. I was gross. Like it, I, I yeah. was sweaty and just felt disgusting. The food was so hot and made me have to bathe. That is crazy. <laughs> At the rickshaw. They That's went great. for it, man. And I got to say, the chicken was good. It was really crispy. Always get dark meat. You know, my policy. Sure. Uh, it was fantastic. Anyway, went home, got cleaned up, headed back downtown. One thing is uh, this festival is about a fifth as popular as it should be. It's at the Fox Theater. I don't know how many seats it has, probably like between 300 and 500. And I'd say there's about 100 people at every screening. So they feel kind of small. We all went to a smaller space for the after party later. And it it felt like a lot more people. It gives you more perspective. And it was a much bigger uh, deal. So the next movie was this documentary called Bisbee 17. It was about a town in Arizona staging a reenactment for the 100th anniversary of a mass deportation that happened there. It was also very good, but quite heavy, as you might expect from the subject matter. It wasn't light and airy. (laughs) Uh, The director was there to do a Q&A after, which I enjoyed even more than the movie, and it made me appreciate the movie even more. Uh, It was a good one. After that movie, there was another break. Uh, I picked up some Thai Express on the way home. (laughs) I was starving (laughs) because I barely ate like two-thirds. I didn't have any wontons or anything like that, and I didn't eat much of the rice, so I just had like six pieces of chicken or something I feel like, like Thai that. Express can do it pretty spicy. So yeah, I didn't get that. I just got peanut <laughs> chicken. So the last movie was American Animals, mm. which is Sounds a... Sounds tasty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's actually about Crosstown Barbecue. It's a documentary. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's about these college kids in Kentucky who stage a huge art heist. They steal books from a local library's rare book room. And the whole hook with this one is it's not based on a true story. It is a true story. Oh. And interviews with the actual criminals, the perpetrators of this crime, are spliced in with the fictionalized movie version. And it's really interesting because they it cuts between what they're saying and what's happening on the screen. And But those guys don't necessarily have the same perspective of the events. Sure. Now, the guest Q&A after this movie was one of the criminals who had served seven years in prison, which is very interesting. And I I felt weird about that going in, but after hearing him talk about it, I was like, oh, he's out here being really open about this experience in a way that isn't like for profit. I mean, he's getting paid for it, but I think his heart is genuinely in the right place. I kind of felt weird about it before. Here's another thing. I did not like this movie the first time I watched it. And my initial thoughts on it are on Letterboxd. I think I saw it back in March. If you want to go dig through my Letterboxd, (laughs) Don't do that. That's a waste of your time. <laughs> I didn't care for it, but I really liked it the second time, kind of knowing what it was and like the form of it, the shape of the movie and how everything was edited together. Some people had gone to that movie thinking that the 
real people interviewed were also fake. Like this was a fake documentary, that kind of thing. That makes sense. The entire festival is just so well organized and well run. Everything starts on time and there were no logistical issues whatsoever, at least none experienced by me. And yet the staff never seems stressed out. They all seem to be having a good time. I do want to highlight one person in particular. Most of the Q&A sessions were moderated by a woman named Sarah Jenkins, who is a writer and performer on the Mystery Hour, and she's done a lot of comedy stuff around town over the years. Sarah did just an outstanding job. She was fully present in the conversations with the filmmakers, like listening and responding very thoughtfully, but she was also funny, kept things moving and flowing, and she never made it about her. The focus was always on the subject. I've heard a lot of these kinds of Q&As, either in person on Blu-ray special features or on podcasts. And I've known Sarah for a while now, and I knew she was talented, but she was just really exceptional at the moderator job, like not exceptional for Springfield, like just exceptional for anyone being in that situation, which is deceptively difficult. Just wanted to shout her out in particular. Anyway, it was really cool. Afterwards, there was an after party at upstairs at the Hotel V. The previous year, they'd had dessert, they'd had egg rolls, they had all kinds of good stuff for mm. you. This time, they had charcuterie, Ooh. which is fine, and it there wasn't enough for everybody. <laughs> no, there rarely is. Um, I'm saying that. It, it looked like they didn't have very much left at the end, and by the time we got over there, we meaning my friends. Lindsay wasn't here, but wasn't here for this, by the way, and... <laughs> You know, people really like your girlfriends whenever <laughs> the first thing they say to you is, where's Lindsay? Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> you know, I imagine that you do. <laughs> people ask me where Lindsay <laughs> we is. We both have <laughs> girlfriends who are much more like popular than we are. <laughs> and cooler. Also, because I think just you and I stay in and watch stuff. <laughs> I think we, is, is that what you do? I certainly stay in. I don't even know if I watch stuff, really. I, I keep on trying to find out what movies I've seen. Like, <laughs> not many. <laughs> is that because you hang out with me? Does that make you feel like you haven't seen enough? Because look, it's not a great lifestyle. It's all I do. <laughs> I counted up all the movies that I had seen that had been nominated for Oscar, an Oscar last year, and it was exactly one. Oh, I, wow. One single movie. <laughs> I saw every Best Picture nominee and think all but two of the acting nominees i saw the ballad of buster scruggs didn't enjoy it <laughs> oh man we could get into that another time we are literally oh we are at an hour and three minutes right now sick <laughs> there's not even that much i want to cut out which is uh probably this is a bummer it's like we're really running low on time no we're not who cares these vultures will listen to anything <laughs> Jeez. That, that's what our fans should be called the vultures the, vulture. the spring food mole vultures up our scraps what does that even <laughs> It I don't no know sense. what these implications are. <laughs> it's bad. I have taken a long time getting through this story, but I left the rated SGF party early to go do something else that was happening. That I was very excited about, which was to go see this band called dream ritual. Ah, the after after party. Right. Of sorts. Unofficial in every <laughs> capacity imaginable. They're not related events, <laughs> even though they're happening just a few hundred feet away from each other. I got to go through the little tunnel. Ooh, yes. The South, Love it. Know, the fantastic the mural down tunnel. there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the highlight of my night. Going through that. No. <laughs> I, now, I'd actually heard of Dream Ritual from like music sites before I knew they were from Springfield, yeah. which is pretty wild to discover that. Like, I, I'd read a song on Stereo Gum, which is like a music blog or site sure. or whatever that you and I both read with regularity. And it's like, oh, this is cool. I like that name. And so I clicked on it. I was like, oh, this is a jam. And I just kind of noted when the album would come out. 
And then I got an invite on Facebook to the yeah. release party in Springfield. What? They have a very cool album cover, yeah. too, that was like very striking. I noticed it on the site long before I knew that they were yeah. local as well. Dream Ritual is a band. I guess they've been around for a while. I know that I've heard the singer's name. I think his name's Jason Nunn. I think he used to do some kind of DJ night at the Outland of the Outland Ballroom several <laughs> years ago. But he's been around the music scene for a long time. They do this kind of desert rock kind of thing. Which is right up yours and my alley. Yeah, for like sure. Caius is a band they reminded me a lot of. Or if we want to get more mainstream about it, I would say like 80% Black Sabbath, 20% Tame Impala. Cool. They, it's pretty psychedelic, but really heavy, and they can really lock into a groove. That's where the Tame Impala yeah. part comes from. There's parts of it where it's almost danceable. Almost. I don't want to say it's like dance music. You want to move your body to it. Like it's that kind of thing. Almost like a kraut rock chug or something mm, not quite <laughs> lock into those grooves i, I don't want to i don't know i have a list dope. <laughs> they're it, they're really great and i actually got their permission to play some of their music on the show so here we go they sounded and played like a band that had been on tour for like hundreds of days they were so together but they were also nonchalant about it i mean they didn't do any like rock god poses or anything like that they got up there they just jammed those songs sure you know never breaking tempo just shredding at certain points but also the songs have a lot of melody it was just a great night Hung out with some friends there, like a different group of people that I knew were at that show. Then we're at the Hotel V. It was just a really awesome time. I was awake for 20 hours straight. Uh, <laughs> one interesting thing is that show didn't, their performance ended 40 minutes before bar close. Really? Which was great. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> but I still got home, you know, a little after one and I just couldn't wind down. I was so excited. I just did so much fun stuff all in one day. Wish you could have come, buddy. <laughs> Guess you could have come. No, I, I was I, celebrating a going away trip yesterday, unfortunately. I definitely would have gone to that show. I've seen them on Stereo Gum, and my yeah. good, good friend Blake, his band was opening for them that evening. Broadwood? Um, or a band that he's a part of. I don't right. know if it's his band. I planned to get there at 11 so I could watch their band, but they were already done when I got there. That's why I was so surprised with the timing. Yeah. I just figured Dream Ritual would play from midnight to one. Usually, yeah, they would play to like so. 1, 1.15. Sorry, Blake. Sorry, B Lake. See it. Death Grips next week, buddy. <laughs> that show was so good. I, for several years now, I haven't gone to a lot of local shows, and it's something I want to get back into. I went to one, I went to a house party recently, and like there were people there to watch the bands, and it was yeah. really cool. I saw this band called Buckle Up Baby. They were really great. Um, maybe I'll go into detail about them at another point, but anyway. The band's called Dream Ritual. The new album is called Trips Around the Sun. And the song you just heard was shot in the back. So I, I hope they are going places. They certainly deserve it. Their music is good enough and they are good enough live that they should be headlining Coachella. Yeah, and maybe we can <laughs> ride those coattails to get into that 1% dream, baby. 
this is a country where a psych rock band is going to be a number one radio hit. <laughs> Could be. Could be. That was a long explanation with not a whole lot of eating, but I just thought it was a good opportunity to highlight some really cool stuff happening in Springfield. Now time for a uh, return of a fan favorite segment. <laughs> Andy, as we know, Springfield is a town of many, many restaurants. And uh, they say if you can make it here with your restaurant, you can make it anywhere. We're a test market, it's true. Which brings us to the Barracuda Enclosure. Barracuda. Andy, this week we have a very special guest from the coast. Oh. From Los Angeles. You sure you're saying that right? Hollywood, California, baby. Ooh. <laughs> Tinseltown. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us here this week for a very exciting edition of the Barracuda Enclosure. The Barracuda. <laughs> it's Christian Slater. Oh, Christian Slater. Hey, guys, it's me, Christian Slater. It's Mr. Robot himself. Yeah, that's right. Mr. Robot, the titular robot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> most people don't know this, but they digitally make his teeth smaller in that show. <laughs> His teeth are actually, that, I heard your guys' episode a few weeks back, and you were all wrong about that. They're real teeth? That's it. That's his actual teeth. In Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Don't they look insane? The best edited film of 2018? Yeah, uh, one of the best pictures overall, <laughs> I'd say. Anyway, hey guys, it's me, Christian Slater. And I'm here with a very exciting new restaurant chain for the Spring Food Mo area. So it's already a chain concept. You you just jumping straight to chain. We're going to be opening many locations. Okay. You see, I grew up in New York City, concrete jungle where dreams are made of. And growing up in the streets of the Big Apple gave me a passion for food long before I starred as the dejected JD and Heathers. (laughs) I remember helping my mama cook spaghetti and meatballs over the stove when I was five years old, way before I was Brian Kelly in Gleaming the Cube or Nick Woods in The Wizard. Are you looking at your own IMDb right now, Christian? No, I copied this stuff to Notepad. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me about any of my movies. (laughs) Anyway, I'm here to give you Barracudas a very exciting 25% steak. In Christian Slater's Gator and Tater Shack. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Gators and Tater... Is that like a southern combination? Is that normal? See, Andy, long before I was in both the series and the movie of Tales from the Dark Side, I grew up in New York City. That's where I got my passion for food. Oh, I thought it was where you learned about the dark side. You could tell <laughs> tales about. But most people don't know this. Most movies, like Broken Arrow or Hard Rain, where I played Tom, no last name, are shot almost entirely in Florida. Oh. Key West, Tallahassee, Orlando, Miami, you name it. John Woo loves to shoot in Florida, I hear. Yeah. A lot of doves. Yeah. Florida. Dove heavy. (laughs) Where do you think they shoot all those water scenes at? Dove heavy? It's dove heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That you sound just like director John Woo, my director in Broken Arrow, where I played Riley Hale. (laughs) I've been practicing my John Woo accent. (laughs) Came across, right? This is it right now. I sound just like John Woo. (laughs) And you do have two guns in the air. Transplant. 
Jonathan Wu. Anyway, most of us Hollywood types, Hollywood, Florida, have gained a taste for the region, mainly Gator. So whenever I was starring in Young Guns 2 as Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh, <laughs> I was also nunching on some Gator. You gotta love a character, the most important detail of which is the state they're from. It really defines my personality. They call me Missouri Andrew Carr. Listen, they almost called me New York Christian Slater, but that just didn't roll off the tongue whenever they needed to put it on the poster of Pump Up the Volume, where I was Mark oh, Hunter. I love that one. I, you know what? Thank you for that movie. That's, that's a real gift of a film. I love that. A Robin Hood colon Prince of Thieves, where I played Will Scarlet. Not as much with that one. Star Trek VI colon The Undiscovered Country, where I played Excelsior Communications Officer. There's a lot of references to Hamlet in that film. Did you have a, have a good time? That Shakespearean uh, discussion. In, in that Star movie? Trek VI, there's a lot of references to Hamlet? Yeah, the title is from Hamlet. I took a college class that was just about Hamlet, and we talked about Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, for real. You know, Hamlet, that's pretty close to the subject of this week's episode. No, Christian Slater, I think you and me, meaning me, Andrew Carr, and you, Christian Slater, celebrity, need to talk more about my master's classes. <laughs> <laughs> me. Christian Slater, <laughs> star of Cuffs, George Cuffs. <laughs> I, did not, I did not realize that. That's very, that's very funny. And the voice of Pips. Is, is, is George Fern Cuffs' Gully. partner, is it uh, Jonathan Baton? <laughs> what? It's like, please? Cuffs? <laughs> baton? Ah, Cuffs and Baton. <laughs> You're a real clever one, I see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a gift. <laughs> but the taters where do those come from you're asking me christian slater star of interview with the vampire colon the vampire chronicles <laughs> i was malloy in that not bad he's only in it for a little bit it's bookends you see andy the stuff that they can't capture on film in florida they shoot in Idaho. Oh, yeah. It's a big tax haven for film production. Yeah. Idaho. Yeah. And they, you get a lot of different terrain there. And with the country, you get a lot of taters. So most of us Hollywood types have come accustomed to the food of the region. And Hollywood types use the phrase taters. Yeah. Taters. Just like Christian Slater's Gator and Tater Shack. Uh-huh. What do, how do you prepare the taters? You can Mashed? prepare them in plenty of ways. Mashed. Gator taters, gator tots, shredded fried taters. There's lots of them. I had a cameo in Austin Powers, colon, International Man of Mystery. Did you know that, Andy? I probably did when I saw it, but I forgot. Was it 3,000 Miles to Graceland? I knew that one. It's Hanson. With the Elvi. I've been told by a very reliable source that Springfield, Missouri has the highest gator population. I got an alarm bell going off my mind. Continue. Listen, I, think I know what's going on here. <laughs> I figured I could move to Spring Food Mo, one of the hotbeds <laughs> of gator activity in the country, and both take down the gator species that is obviously killing and maiming people all across Listen, your beautiful city. I, I got to tell you something. Our, our recently former governor is a lizard person. <laughs> there aren't that many gators in this area. You know, I played myself in Curb Your Enthusiasm 2009. It's the one where Larry gets his doctor's personal number and his doctor is Philip Baker Hall. Good one. It's a good one. I forget how I figure it in there. 
you forget yeah yeah i played myself in entourage a couple years after that as well Oof. so uh you guys want in on this sure what how much is a 25 percent stake i mean i got a little cash left over from my weekend you know i had a weekend budget it was all cash i able to spare a little bit well listen i only need two million dollars i already have a backer for the other 75 percent. so just to be clear you need eight million dollars to start a restaurant in springfield now we've covered several uh immigrant stories and other fascinating ways restaurants were started and i highly doubt those people gathered eight million dollars what do you need all that money for well, you know, I, I got a lot of kickbacks here. I got a lot of famous faces going on the boards. Grease and hands? And yeah, such. I got to grease hands, you know. Oh, boy. All right, someone else is out the door. Hey, it's me, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson <laughs> in the tower? <laughs> hey this there, Christian. How's it going? Pitching to the Kudas. Jack. Have you told them about our event side of the business? Yeah, Jack here is obviously the <laughs> other 75% owner in the business, and he's demanding a lot out of his kickbacks. Um, this is not what I expected. I am not sure I am the best businessman. <laughs> it's the- me, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> Having a hard time. Star of The Shining. <laughs> and something's got to give with Diane Keaton. That's, I I'd really admire your work in that film. It's a great one. Are you looking for somebody to provide the meal for your Passover service? (laughs) Skip the stress and mess. Have Christian Slater's Gator and Tater cater your Seder. (laughs) You know what? I've never celebrated Passover, but I'm starting this year. All right, well. We're just going to write down our routing and account number here and go ahead and get out of here. <laughs> Wait, you're writing yours down for me? Yeah, to make the deposit. So I'm going to have Jack Nicholson's bank account number. Yes, you're going to have Jack Nicholson, star of the howling, and one flew over the cuckoo's nest, routing an account number. You had that cameo in, in Head, the monkeys movie. I don't remember that. That's not surprising. <laughs> You were having a very good time during that period. I really like the Lakers. <laughs> Thank you. Not making that, it to the playoffs this year. <laughs> Got anything to say about that? Uh, yeah, basketball's cool. <laughs> Neat sport. All right, bye. <laughs> Useful commentary. So I have to come up with $2 million if I want to join these guys. I have a. I, I think I know what I might do. We have to come up with two million dollars, Andy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just thought you'd zoned out. I hadn't heard from you in a while. No, I was sort of calculating the numbers on my uh, very expensive phone. You mean while they were speaking? Two times three plus two. Uh, <laughs> you were calculating that. <laughs> you, you've got my head all spun around now, Andy. <laughs> Please don't throw all these numbers at me. Um, I think I'm in personally. They have left the building and so you and I possibly split. never will return. We can just use all of our spring food mo profits oh, and yeah. donations. We're getting close to that. A couple anyway. million dollars worth to get in on this business. Yeah. Let's do it. D- don't do you it. think it, we might be biased hosting a podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri and opening a restaurant here in Springfield, Missouri? Yes. 
All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to be business owners. That's great. Sick. You'll certainly hear more about this in the future. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> Well, thank you all for listening. This has been a very long episode, unless I managed to cut out a whole bunch of stuff that's not very important. It would be six minutes long, just the bio. (laughs) Actually, we should just release a text document of their actual bio from their website Uh, and save a lot of people time. (laughs) That wouldn't be the song. She's like, oh, imagine the Jimi Hendrix song. Anyway, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week for a really interesting episode with a guest that is very knowledgeable about uh, certain things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm good at this. (laughs) Get ready. Please continue to uh, rate, review, subscribe to our show. And if you don't mind, if you have a friend or multiple friends, family members, fathers, mothers, daughters, (laughs) not sons. Uncles. Don't tell the sons. Don't tell your sons. If you think you have somebody in your life that might enjoy Spring Food Mo, we would very much appreciate it if you would recommend it to them. I just had a nice little cough. (laughs) It was not little. I don't know if it's something I just did with my voice. I don't know what it could possibly be. We talked for 80 minutes straight. That could be it. I don't know what you're talking. Is that what you mean? Just talking a lot? You are tearing up. We have to stop so Dan can go to the hospital. Bye-bye, baby, forever. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. (laughs) Spring Food Media. (laughs) 